great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to do rhyme it. Just that's where he just ran down. Everybody, amazing! I'm not gonna remember any of it. That's the way to go. All over the Rams today and Rammy. Now he's like on his feet. How are you? Who's house? Wow. Rammy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host Dean, and I'm joined always by my brother and the other host of this show, Nick. And Nick got the combine coming up, but first and most importantly, Jalen Ramsey news. And aside of that, how are you, my brother? I'm good. It's Monday. Getting through it. Had a great weekend. Uh, watched some XFL and some other sports. Lakers, awesome comeback. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no, 27-point comeback for the Lakers. I'm hearing that you are the newest Houston Roughnecks biggest fan outside of the Battle Hawks. There may be some controversy between fan bases, Nick. Why don't you, uh, you state your team now and forever? Hold your peace. Well, my team is the Battle Hawks, but... I just think the Wade Phillips-led defensive schemed roughnecks are just kind of the best team and just look so much better than every other team. Like, they bring, like, actual, you know, like, tenacity NFL defensive plays up here, and they're, like, picking off these, like, very subpar quarterbacks. Like, the first play of the game was a pick so of that roughnecks game. So I, I mean I think they'll probably win it all, but it'd be cool to see St. Louis do you know have a little uh, have a little fun out there. St. Louis Houston final. I think I'm gonna put some money on uh, on my bet online account and try to get some uh, get some action in those games. I don't know about you. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I've no I haven't watched it enough to actually uh, have an opinion on it. But I think um, what's going on around the league. There's obviously a lot of moving pieces in terms of quarterbacks, in terms of coordinators being finalized, coaching staff, the combine right around the corner. But uh, it's Jalen Ramsey. It's Jalen Ramsey, 365 days of the year. It's Jalen Ramsey, seven days a week. Right now, it's the focus is on potentially moving one of your four core pieces to another team and being able to stockpile draft picks or whatever it may be. You know, the, the direction of where this trade is going to go is is potentially unknown for right now, but it seems like. Based on the news that we've heard, Tom Pelissero, there was news today from Ian Rappaport. Um, it, when there's smoke, there's fire. So I think we're all kind of mentally preparing ourselves for life after Jalen Ramsey, although it's it's it's, it's going to be an unfortunate time because, like I mentioned, he's one of the four core pieces and he adds so much value to the defense overall. Um, and there were a couple of videos that came out today suggesting that, you know, Jalen Ramsey is the next Allen Iverson. No, not necessarily, but. Well, he's um, he's saying that himself. Right, right. He's calling yeah, himself he's, the next Al Iverson. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm going to win regardless, and we'll play the video here in a couple of minutes. But um, in between that and the video that came out with Ian Rappaport today when he was on the Pat McAfee show are kind of two conflicting reports, right? You had Rappaport come out and say that Jalen Ramsey doesn't necessarily want to be traded. He loves the Los Angeles area. We know when the news broke on Friday that he was at, at Nobu in Malibu. Enjoying some, what do they have at Nobu? Steak? Sushi? Sushi. 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 So he was at 5.30 in the afternoon claiming that he was having lunch when the news broke. Um, and he was at Nobu in Malibu enjoying himself. So there's, 
I think there's enough to be said about Jalen Ramsey on hard knocks. He was talking about how he wanted to settle down in Los Angeles and he was looking to buy a new home. But first I want to play this, this Allen Iverson, Jalen Ramsey mashup video, which I believe was done by a Philadelphia artist. And then Nick, I want you to just react raw to what you're watching. Okay. Make the team better. If it's to make it better, if it's to make the team better, then I'm cool with it. I'm all right. I'm going to win wherever I go. Wherever I go, I'm going to win. I don't care where I go. I don't give a damn what team I go to. I'm going to win. I'm going to win regardless. It don't matter. It don't matter. You talk about making your teammates better, I'm going to make them better. Wherever I go. Is that a kiss he was blowing goodbye to the fans? He's gone. In the end of the video, he's giving kisses goodbye to L.A. It shows him having time in Jacksonville, which would be weird if he was staying here to kind of, you know, enlighten that. Yeah, he's leaving. I mean, I don't think he wants to leave. Um, I And it wasn't too long ago that, that McVeigh was saying, yeah, once the, you know, the main core of our guys, you know, Cup, Ramsey, Donald Stafford leaves, I'll probably leave too. And then now, you know, flash forward to we're in this situation where the Rams are absolutely shopping him around and absolutely going to trade him. I just don't see a world where he's he sticks around next year. So, like, he's got people on his team making videos like that for him. Um, or maybe it was from somebody from Philly. I don't know. But still, either way, the fact that he's posting it, he's getting prepared to leave. Um, but, I, you know, I think the Rams are – are going to turn him for, for quite a profit. So I'm not really, you know, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I, I do think, and this may be controversial, but I think his best years may be behind him, um, which is what the Rams probably think too. And I also think he is going to win wherever he goes, you know, outside of Houston. I think he makes an impact immediately for whatever team he's on. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily that his best years are behind him, Potentially, it's that if, if he and he talked about this in 2021, he wants to to potentially move to a safety position in the back half of his career, I think following Chuck Woodson, which is what he did towards the back uh, end half of his career. I don't know if it if it's necessarily in that category, right, of like, you know, you're, I think the Rams, what they're trying to do is potentially trade him before the market changes, right, because it's at an all time high right now. So he may have two or three, four or five years ahead of him that are bona fide. Hall of Fame all pro years the way that he's had in Jacksonville and Los Angeles. But I think to, to your point, Nick, if they're going to trade him when the market is hot, when you could potentially get in return what you gave away to get him, I think that there's a there's a legitimate reason. And maybe you're right, Nick. Maybe at 28 years old as a defensive back, uh, maybe some of his best days are behind him as a as a press man corner. He still has the size, still has all the intangibles. He's still the kind of still the kind of person that you're you're drafting the you know the the RAS scores that they followed with Robert Rochelle and some of the trajectory in terms of who they're looking to draft you know in the future what kind of of characteristics what kind of personality traits what kind of commitment to the city do you have like uh, Jalen Ramsey embodies all of that like he is you know br- the bread and butter Los Angeles Rams trading away your picks f them picks for a top quality prospect i mean that's he is the embodiment of the formula over the last six or seven years. So I think that's where it's really difficult. And then there's parallels between him and Allen Iverson, which I really can't connect in my brain. 
because Allen Iverson was never part of a championship team, obviously played against Kobe Bryant and the Lakers and Shaq in that 2001 finals, won the first game and then got his ass kicked throughout the rest of the series, which was unfortunate for us as young Sixers fans. And that's what um, I'm trying to figure out where that parallel is. It was Allen Iverson with Dikembe Mutombo and Matt Geiger and, and Eric Snow. And like they it was he was never a championship caliber player. He never took his career in a direction after he left the 76ers to go play with another champion. He went to right. the Denver Nuggets. He went to the Detroit Pistons. And I mean, if that's the kind of methodology that you want to follow, I'm going to win any, everywhere. He will. Like Jalen Ramsey is the kind of person who will win in whatever kind of situation is presented to himself the same way that Allen Iverson could. But there's no, like Allen Iverson never won a championship. Jalen Ramsey was a part of a championship in Los Angeles and a part of a core that really kind of took it to the next level. Like if you're not going to Buffalo, you're not going to Kansas city, you're not going to Philadelphia. Like do those, do those things carry over is my question. I think you're giving too much thought as to the Allen Iverson of it, where really it's the quote, you know, it's the quote that he's saying, because I don't know where in history Allen Iverson made that quote, probably, it was, you know, the, it was the practice. Towards the end of his conference. Sixers years. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we talking about practice press conference. It was right. in the back half of that press conference. So I just think it's just a fantastic quote that, you know, these guys find and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, wherever I go, I'm going to make an impact. And he kind of just used it and made a little video tribute with it or whoever made it, what have you. I think it came from his camp, though, right? Like, he tweeted that video out. I don't think anybody – made that as like a fan. I, yeah, yeah, but I want to say somebody tweeted back at us and said it was from a Philadelphia artist. So I, it's my understanding that somebody from Philadelphia took the Allen Iverson quote, probably presented it to him with the video and said, hey, look, I made this for you. I'm on your team. I'm on your I'm in your camp. If you mm -hmm. want to post it out, feel free. And I'm well, sure that that's something that the Eagles are looking voted. into. Like, was that the pitch from the fan? So to me, the Eagles are the team that makes the most sense. So I don't know if it's, a, if it's a pitch to the fans, but the Eagles make the most sense to me as they're another massive name on the, the list that continues to grow, right? Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, whomever it may be. But the Eagles, I think, are a better fit considering they have Bradbury and C.J. Gardner-Johnson both headed to free agency. Could only retain one, could retain zero. And the Eagles, oh, by the way, have the 10th pick in the NFL draft this upcoming season and another first-round pick in the first round to be able to leverage. Right? If you want to keep that, you could stay put, make your pick. You could trade the 10th overall pick for Jalen Ramsey, and you could have a proven player, a proven commodity, and you could also take another player top of the draft. And then in return, the Rams would get the 10th pick in the draft. So, Well, I mean, just one first-round pick? It depends. I mean, they could give a first. I think we traded the Rams traded two firsts and a fourth round pick to Jacksonville to get Jalen Ramsey back in 2019. Right. So you're looking for two firsts in return. Is that a little greedy considering that they also have to take on the contract and then restructure it? I don't think you get two firsts. I think you get a first and some pieces. And I don't think it's ludicrous to say this, but what about the pick that we should have had this year? Number six from Detroit, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like a proven player in that position for Detroit would go really, you know, I think it would be very big for them. I don't think he wants to go there. Um, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he wants to be a part of something like that. But it, it yeah, it's going to be like, 
at least a first round pick, hopefully right now of like a high first round pick. But then again, if the Rams get a first round pick, I could see them trying to flip it for something else. So, yeah. Yeah. So this was a lot of this is stemming off of Peter King came out with an article this morning on the Ramsey trade and the Rams, you know, potentially being a team that's looking to stockpile draft picks and unload Ramsey's contract. The acquiring team would have Jalen Ramsey under contract for the next three seasons, right? So Ramsey would be 31 years old at the end of the contract. Cap hits of 17 million in 2023, 19.5 million in 2024, and 20 million in 2025. So the way that they backloaded this Jalen Ramsey contract is really kind of what's pigeonholing them, right? Because the cap hits we talked about with other players, talked about it with No Boom, talked about it with Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson. Like the way that these contracts are backloaded, the implications of the cap hit year after year after year continues to increase, right? So a team like Detroit would be willing probably to take that on team like Carolina who has, who has cap space and they're really kind of building something special over in Carolina. It seems like with the coaching staff and some of the draft capital that they have, maybe they're just a first overall pick away from being a 10, 11 win team. So I think between Carolina, between Detroit, Kansas city, uh, the Buffalo bills, the Cowboys and the Eagles right then. And maybe you could even throw in the chargers there because of Jalen Ramsey's relationship with Derwin James. Um, Mm. So I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the way that it unfolds, but considering that the Rams traded two first-round draft picks in 2020 and 2021 and a fourth-round pick in 2021 to get Jalen Ramsey, I'm thinking that they're look, looking for what Sosa referred to as a godfather deal. You know, I want I want to see them get a first, a second, a fifth, and a player for Jalen yeah, Ramsey, that's- which I think is completely, completely out of bounds for the record. I don't think they're going to get that much, but it's got to be a king's ransom to get in return for him. I don't think it's going to be a king's ransom. I don't. Well, considering um, the contract, that's a that's a valid reason as to why it won't be. Yeah, I, and like you know, they're going to have to rearrange it as soon as they get it. Um, I think if he was on like a team friendly deal, yeah, absolutely. I the the Chargers definitely stand out as a team. the The reason you mentioned, but also I just I just don't think like the state of California, the city of Los Angeles. I don't think he wants to get out of that. Like, I think that's the lifestyle he wants to lead. And I think he's really enjoying it. Um, So yeah, maybe there's a little AFC, NFC, Los Angeles, you know, but I don't really know what they have to offer right now that would really be that enticing. So yeah, I would rather definitely trade him out of the conference, but in regards to him living in Los Angeles, here's a clip from Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show talking about why Jalen Ramsey wants to stay in Los Angeles. When Ramsey gets traded, they'll be able to get some of those draft picks that they don't like. Um, and, you know, I do think he will, the, the Ramsey situation will be interesting because he, oh, I mean, he got to Los Angeles from basically, he got to Los Angeles from basically controlling his situation. I was. Being in Jacksonville and being like, I'm good, get me out of here. So I would imagine he will have a very strong say in where he goes if he gets a new deal, how that happens. So I'll be – Doesn't he love L.A., though? Isn't that like his yeah, thing? Yeah. He, like, loves L.A. Oh, hard knocks. Last week, he, yeah, he was looking for oh, a house. Sweet yeah. house. And then – Sweet house. And then he – I think he said he was at Nobu in Malibu whenever he found out that he was maybe being traded mm-hmm. or something like that. So is that something that he wants? Do you think he wants to be traded? I am, I am not sure that he wants to be traded. I know they've had talks. Uh, as my good buddy Pelicero said, yeah, I don't know. Tweet today too. What do you say? 
It was a video from the Allen Iverson press conference uh, right before, I believe, the practice comment. It was more so about how I'm a person just like you. I bleed just like you do. You know, I cry just like you do. Be honest. He's a human. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is awesome to hear because mm-hmm. the way he plays football, you think he does an alien. No. Hey, hey, <laughs> Nick, would you support me wearing a tank top to our next podcast? No. I mean, if you really wanted to, that'd be fine. <laughs> I can't quite pull it off like McAfee. Um, yeah, so I wanted you to get your reaction on that um, on that clip because I, I mean, you live in Los Angeles. I don't think you have any desire to want to leave. I think it's a pretty nice place to live. The weather's incredible. Food's great. Like, kind of take me into that mindset a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to me, if you can like the thing about Los Angeles was well, one there there wasn't a football team here, and then two. When they finally got one, it was like, oh, fair weather team. You can't win in Los Angeles, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. He has tasted, he has had his cake and he has eaten it too. He lives in the city that he wants to live in. He won the championship here. He was a crucial part of their run. So he had everything that he, like, on a team with Aaron Donald and other amazing, like, defensive players and a good defensive minded coach who he loved. So the situation couldn't have been. Um, you know, more perfect for him with, with with Raheem Morris and everybody. And, yeah, I mean, he's kind of getting pushed out the door in a way. And he's trying – I think he's doing his best to try to, to not, you know, make a big deal out of it or be hurt by it. But I bet he's hurting, you know. He's probably like, why don't – you know, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm the one that's kind of getting pushed out of here. Like, I feel like I do a really good job for this team. So, I don't – you know, he's kind of going down with a little bit of like – the kind of woe is me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what's going on? Like, I love it here. I well, don't that's where the Allen like, – so, okay, so we were talking about before. Where does the Allen Iverson parallel come into play? That was his same exact methodology in Philadelphia. It was like, you guys don't want me here anymore because I don't practice for you? Like, Larry Brown wants me to practice seven times a week, and I'm the best player in the league. Like, I'm averaging the most points in the league. I'm the most important person on this team, and you still want me to go? Like, where do you want me to go? And I think there's some personal insult that you take to it, considering how much blood, sweat, and tears you actually poured into the organization since you've gotten here. Like it has been Jalen Ramsey all day, all the time since he's gotten here. And there's a reason for that. It's it's when you trade Matthew Stafford, he's another big time profile player, but there's Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey were really kind of the three before Stafford even got here. And, and Whitworth, honestly, but those three, I think we're the guys that everybody wanted to buy their jerseys. They're the reason why young Rams fans have adapted to the team and, and went along for the ride and are going to be fans 30 years later are because players like Jalen Ramsey. So to me, it's it's hard to accept the fact that he he's going to be traded. And I still think that there's a, a slimmer of hope that he doesn't get moved if they don't like the deal that's on the table. But I think for the situation that they're in, considering the cap, it's going to get weird. They're going to need draft picks at some point. You're going to need another top pick to be able to cycle through and get somebody of Aaron Donald's caliber, of Matthew Stafford's caliber, of Andrew Whitworth's caliber. You need these bookend players at the top of the draft that you can only get when you pick within the top 32. So I think there's a case to be made both ways. And I've never been so conflicted on if we should trade a player, if we shouldn't, because I'm trying to just remove my heart from the situation and go based on the numbers, based on the future of this franchise. And I can't say for certain that moving Jalen Ramsey is a move that 
it will be better for the franchise. I felt like when you move on from Brandon Cooks, you move on from Todd Gurley, move on from Jared Goff, like that core was was done. Like it was time to build a new one. So every four or five years, you kind of have to look forward as to how am I going to build out the next staple core of the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, I mean, Todd Gurley, yes, absolutely done. Um, Brandon Cooks has shown that he was not done. Like he he is still a vital option. And then Jared Goff as well is out there proving that he's, you know, he's a fringe top 10 quarterback kind of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, they have a record of moving off people early. Um, they want to keep the window open. And I don't think they don't do this if they don't think that they have, a, you know, pieces coming in from it that are right. going to help them achieve that. Because Donald is not retiring, Cooper Cup is staying, and they still have Stafford. Um, so they have a lot of those core pieces that they believe can bring them another championship. So, you know, if you think you can get more from where, you know, like sell him high so he's not at pennies to the dollar, get him out of here now so you can get a lot in return. Right. Um, and I think that's where their their heads are at right now, where – they want to get a lot in return for one of their marquee players. And out of the four is the most expendable, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And it's based on the way the contract structured and all that good stuff, as we talked about. And so if if it, if the Eagles does happen, Nick, the I don't think the, trade, Eagles, I, the Eagles doesn't make sense to me. No, I think it, I think it makes a little sense. But I agree that it doesn't make as much sense as some of the other teams that we had listed off. Um, the last trade between the Eagles and the Rams, just want to, just bring this up for one quick second. If you go all the way back to, I think it was 2015, 2014, Rams and Eagles traded, uh, Rams traded Sam Bradford for Eagles, for Nick Foles. That was that was the last trade between the Eagles and the Rams, was Bradford for Foles. So uh, Jalen Ramsey Dude. for the 10th overall pick, and Isaac Sayamalu, now he's a free agent. Um, for whomever it could be, it would be a really interesting trade package coming really out weird. of that, that trade that happened back in 2014. Really bizarre. Quarterback yeah, for quarterback straight up. And then absolutely the Rams bizarre. And, and Nick Foles ended up going back to the Eagles for a second run and then obviously won the Super Bowl over Tom Brady. Just a bizarre, bizarre moment in, in St. Louis Rams' history. Um, some other trades, Nick. There's some other trades in NFL history. I want to be able to give some Rams fans some perspective in terms of what could potentially happen on this Jalen Ramsey trade based on some of the stuff that has happened historically in the NFL. So we got some good trades throughout the last 40, 50 years of the NFL. And I wanted to just see if there were any comparables. Obviously the ones that are more recent will be more realistic, but looking back at some of the greatest defensive backs ever who have been traded, Mike Haynes was traded from the Patriots to the Raiders. If you remember Mike Haynes, if you were a fan all the way back in 1984, 1983, he ended up going back uh, to the Raiders and he played alongside of, of Lester Hayes, which was one of the best defensive backs of all time. I'm not sure if Mike Haynes is in the uh, in in Canton, but uh, the Patriots he, they traded what a first round pick in 1983 and a second round pick in 1984, and it was him and Lester Hayes, and they went on to play in the Super Bowl that year. So that was '84, and then I was looking back at Dion to see if Dion had ever gotten traded because. For whatever reason, him and Jalen Ramsey have a lot of a lot of the same things happen in their their early life, right? It, they were the fifth overall pick in the first round of the draft. They were both from Florida State. I remember when Dion 
was leaving the 49ers. It was one of the first pieces of NFL news I remember reading is that there was a sweepstakes for Dion. And it was between the Eagles, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Saints, the Niners, the Cowboys, and every other team that was potentially in play, which is reminding me, Nick, of everything that you see on social media right now. And you can go to the 33rd team or you go to PFF or you go to NFL.com, and there's pictures of Jalen Ramsey in every other team's jersey, which mm. is kind of hard to swallow. So between him and Dion, there's some uh, historical comps. And then Marshall Falk. You remember when Marshall Falk was traded from the Colts to the Rams? Second and fifth round pick. Colts went on the draft Edger and James, but the Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl the same year that they traded for Marshall. Um, so that was a trade that was very beneficial for the Rams, but had to give up a second and fifth to get Marshall Falk. So that's the value of a running back back in 1999. And then this one was crazy. Back in 2004, Champ Bailey for Clinton Porter straight up. So they went top seven defensive back of all time for the top 40 running back of all time. Champ Bailey was traded to Denver along with a second round pick for Clinton Portis. So they got rid of Bailey and a second round pick just to bring in a running back. And then Champ Bailey ended up intercepting his first pass as a Denver Bronco. And I believe it was Clinton Portis went to the Redskins, I believe, all the way back then. So some interesting trades historically. And then the ones that are more recent, there's Khalil Mack, the Bears gave up a first-round pick in 2019 and 2020 and a third-round pick in 2020 and a sixth-round pick in 2019 just to acquire Khalil Mack from the Raiders. And, and what uh, did they do? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing for that team. I mean, sure, yeah. they were feisty for a little bit, but they went nowhere. Uh, no, I know. And guess Well, I guess that was the uh, the thought process was we draft a quarterback, we build some foundational pieces, and we could find ourselves back in the playoffs as the Bears had have has have had a, a ridiculously long drought, but now he's on the Chargers. So yeah, what? And what, they were, you know, they did make the playoffs twice while he was there. So right, yeah, yeah. And then there's there's Jamal Adams, outside of Khalil Mack, Jamal Adams, which I think was one of the craziest trades in NFL history. The Seahawks sent the first round picks both in 2021 and 2022, as well as a 2021 third round pick and a safety in Bradley McDougland to the Jeffs. First for safety, Jamal Adams, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. So Jamal Adams, 2022 fourth-round pick for two firsts, a third, and a player. What do you think of that trade? Mm. That would be, that would be your King's Ransom godfather offer that the Rams could potentially get for Jalen Ramsey. If that's the case, massive, massive win. Although I don't think another team ever does that again based on the way Jamal Adams has performed in, in Seattle. Yeah, I I mean, I think the whole market right now kind of needs to be completely turned over because you just have so many giant contracts and like huge trades for these players of last year that just didn't really work out as intended. Um, and I, you know, I think it was all in response of like the, you know, of the Stafford situation. They brought in a quarterback, they brought in somebody that was capable. And then even prior to this, the Tom Brady Bucks situation where you're going to make this big blockbuster trade and, you know, you're going to acquire stars and you bring them in, you're going to sign them to a lot of money. And then hopefully you're at a position where you can be in the Super Bowl and it worked for two years. And now mm -hmm. it's starting not to work. And we're starting to see the ugly effects of that. kind of. Yeah. You're work. seeing the Russell Wilson sack of potatoes. You're seeing uh, Carson Wentz get cut from Washington, from the Colts, right? The way that the Colts have a quarterback carousel every single year. Isn't that amazing? Carson Wentz, cut from the Colts. I remember Rams fans telling me that we made the wrong decision. Is that the uh, the next backup of Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford in Carson Wentz? 
I would. Oh God. Yeah, I would take him. I would take him. I wouldn't. I mean, he's on the same yeah. level as Baker Mayfield, I think. Uh, yeah, but it seems like Baker's like a, a, a more of a team friendly guy. The locker room appreciates him. Yeah, okay. Um, he's, he's a little bit more friendly. Carson seems like he's shut off, and everything I've heard from the locker room, the way that he'll he'll just kind of distance himself from some from some players, and he doesn't seem like he's as connected to the organization as somebody like Baker Mayfield would be. I could be completely wrong. Carson Wentz has had some great years in Philadelphia. Baker had some good years for the Browns. Nick, you might be right. It could be completely offsetting penalties there. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like they're so similar. Like yeah, just in I the get sense it. of like their ceiling, like they could come in and like win a game and no one would be shocked. But if you need them yeah. to take over the keys, it's just like oh, they God. just they just don't spend money on that position. I would go Baker, Carson Wentz, Mike White. And then Mike White will be the least expensive of those three guys. And that's what I think is. That's best. who they'll probably take. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially because you're bringing in LaFleur. That's exactly the what they'll do. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I mean, you sign him to a couple million dollars uh, per year. He's not going to kill the cap, you know, maybe one and a half against the cap, but all in quarterback position, I think would be below the cap hit of Donald, of Ramsey, of Cup. Right. So I, th- I still think that you're kind of making ends meet there. I'm going to be honest with you in the situation that we're in right now with Matthew Stafford and his age and, you know, he's an injury prone guy. Um, I think you kind of need to spend a little more money on the backup situation. A hundred percent. Yeah, you do. So I'm fine with it being Mike white because he proved that he was actually pretty solid last year. Um, but I, you know, I swear to God, if it's Wolford again, I might lose it. <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants this. Maybe a select few still want to see John Wolford run around in the backfield and uh, throw hospital balls to Cooper Cup, but not Rams brothers. Um, and then two other trades, Nick, that I was just walking through. I think this Minka Fitzpatrick trade when he went to the Steelers, um, I think is one of the more realistic situations that we could find ourselves in. So the, the Dolphins acquired, uh, after getting rid of Minka Fitzpatrick, a 2020 first round pick, a 2020 fifth round pick, and a 2021 sixth round pick. To me, that feels likely in terms of what we would get in return for Jalen Ramsey. The Rams value fifth and sixth round picks. Haven't been in the first round since they drafted Jared Goff. I think it could be interesting just to get back there and then clear the cap with a potential to draft in the top 10 and then maybe be able to bring in another player, backload his contract, and consider him a part of the core. So you're kind of getting a two-for-one deal. I would say. So maybe I think that's one we can kind of keep our eyes on. And then can you believe that the Rams traded a first round pick and a sixth round pick to acquire Brandon Cooks in 2018? It seems like so much, but it was totally what they needed that year. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was he was such just a freaking, you know, boomerang. Just throw him and watch him go. I think uh, he was traded for first round picks in three consecutive years. And within those three consecutive years, he had he went 1, to three Super Bowls, right? He went to three Super Bowls. Yeah. And I think he had consecutive 1,000 yard seasons in all three of those years. So the Brandon Cooks contract goes down as one of the worst in Rams' history. So does the Todd Gurley contract. So does the Jared Goff contract. So I think they're, they're kind of understanding of the fact that if we load these contracts up, in the back of their deals and we get them under contract in the first couple of years of their deal for cheap. They fit within the cap. We can get as many star players as we could possibly want. And then, you know, two, three years later, we're going to have to deal with the hard, the hard, um, hard suit of having to get rid of all of these guys. 
So uh, it's 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 a difficult situation to be in, but that's kind of what you set yourself up for when you go with F them picks and you try to do everything you can to win a Super Bowl. So do you feel like at all where we are now with like losing Ramsey and whatnot, um, that we have we are removing ourselves from the Super Bowl conversation? No. No? No. I mean, how would you feel like – so, like, there's a big understanding throughout the league of, of guaranteed money. Players want guaranteed contracts now at this point. I was watching something on Tyreek Hill earlier today, and he was talking about how the Chiefs valued him and how Patrick Mahomes wanted him to come back, and they offered him one contract, which was, like, $35 million guaranteed. And then the Dolphins came in and said, nope, Tyreek, we value you much higher. We're giving you $70 million guaranteed. We're going to give you a four-year deal and you're going to be the centerpiece of the Miami Dolphins. So there's, I think there's merit to that. I think there's – and the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl, right? So I don't think that there's – when you trade a top three or four player, you have to be able to get value back. You have to be able to get draft capital back. You have to be able to get a proven player back. But I think for what it, what the situation is and the, the way that the league is trending, these guys are going to go after guaranteed deals, and they're going to go after deals that – you know, make them a prominent player in their state, in their uh, for their team, for their city. And it's, I, I don't know if Jalen doesn't feel that right now. I think that might be the issue is there's nobody that has their arm around him that is saying you are important. You are supposed to be a part of this organization and we don't want to see you go elsewhere. Yeah, so. I because I don't think that arm is there. Yeah. I, I think it was. Um, and, and I think that they were. Um, you know, treating him that way, like up until last year. And then they started losing a lot and they started losing players. And, it, you know, they needed the defense to really step up and they needed him to kind of, you know, win some of these games. Um, and, you know, kind of harken back to that Tampa game that they played where he's making comments about how we shouldn't have been on the field at the very end of that game, which – he was 100% right. Like, 100%, yeah. like the offense needed to be able to convert a first down, and they couldn't do it. Um, but I, I think they knew that they were in a situation where we are, we're lacking on the offensive front. And we kind of like, if we want to be around, we need to win some of these games on the defense. And they couldn't do that. And I think, you know, it obviously wasn't Aaron Donald. So mm -hmm. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna point the blame to one of these two guys, and these two guys are the pinnacle of the defense, so you're gonna, you know, pick one of the pillars, and they're gonna lean towards him. And I just think that there is, a, you know, we're now at a time where we have to realistically start thinking about what could we achieve from getting him more so than what's he gonna be like next year. And that's and that's yeah, you field the calls, you have the conversations, you see what type of deal you can get, and I think the gist of this all is life goes on. Right, like if you don't have Jalen Ramsey a part of the Rams, it's going to be a sad moment. He wasn't there for the first Super Bowl run in 2018. If he's not there for the next Super Bowl run in the next couple of years, if the Rams end up do making one, um, then that's that's okay. Right? Yeah, like you won't care. The fan yeah, will not yeah, care. That's no, the fans. that's the bottom line. Yeah, you know, I was I was worried after they got rid of Gurley and and Cooks and Goff that I was going to you know be disinterested in this team because I didn't know who they were and their identity and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my god, like I don't even know how I'll feel when you get to a Super Bowl. You get to a Super Bowl, you don't care about who's on the team. I mean, obviously you care about the players and everything, but you, yeah. you as a fan, you really just want to see your team win. 
because you know the players will continuously come and go, but those colors and everything, as a fan, that's what you're rooting for. Yeah. So if they get to another Super Bowl without Jalen Ramsey, the fans will not care. I don't think anybody in Kansas City was like, uh oh, like Tyreek Hill isn't here this year. Yeah. Like they won the Super Bowl. That's all they cared about. And they struggled with receivers all season. And then halfway through the year, they figured out that Cardarius Tony was just hanging with the Giants, wasn't hurt whatsoever, just wanted to kind of come over to Kansas City and win a Super Bowl. And it's always the next man up. And now Chiefs fans love Cardarius Tony, who had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Not as much as they love Tyreek, but they love. You love who wants to come, whoever wants to come to this organization and win a Super Bowl, we're highly appreciative of. It doesn't have to be Jalen Ramsey. It could be the next guy. And I think right. that that's the reality is that the combine starts tomorrow. It's going to go all the way through this week. So Thursday, Friday, Thursday is the defense alignment and linebackers. Friday, defensive backs and special teams. So we're going to be watching on Friday to see if the next Jalen Ramsey is in this draft class. Saturday, March 4th quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends. And then Sunday is offensive line and running backs. So while there are names to watch, I think a lot of things have to kind of unfold a little bit for us to kind of start getting into some combine names. And you'll see it over the next week. Some names that emerge, players that were were top prospects coming out of the senior bowl, players are going to rise and fall. You want to have a couple more mock drafts in your back pocket before you start projecting who's going to go where. And if this trade does go down and the Rams are drafting within the top 10, then there's going to be more of a reason for Rams fans to be interested within the first round and study the draft and all that good stuff. So league year starts March March 15th. The combine is tomorrow. It's right around the corner. Um, so life goes on. If, if Ramsey isn't back with us, um, then so be it. You got to figure out a way to adjust and get better. But if he is, I'm going to be just as excited as I was when they traded for him because he's one of my favorite Rams of all time. And I think there's going to be a really good argument when he's all said and done that he's one of the top five defensive backs of all time. Especially yeah, and, if he converts himself to safety and increases his career by another three or four years. So, I, what I was saying, too, I just want to clarify, is not that we weren't appreciative of every single member of the Rams when they yeah. won that Super Bowl, because absolutely we were. But, you know, what you're rooting for is your team to win a Super Bowl. It's not, you're, not, you're not rooting for specific players. Um, I hear you. And I also believe that, Jalen Ramsey, wherever he goes, like he says in the video, is going to propel his team yeah. to a situation. The only thing that I worry about, and the reason why I asked that question earlier, uh, like, are they a championship team? Is you know, this is the first time like receiving this news where under the Sean McVay era, as opposed to last year, which I kind of just like mulligan year wrote off, where I'm you know, I'm not fully confident that they, you know are in a position to get themselves back to a Super Bowl. Not so. this yeah, I don't I don't believe that it's it's supposed to happen this year. Yeah. I don't. And that's why kind of this offseason we've been talking about how do you sell the dream of a two-year plan? If it's not this year, then it's next year. And if it's not the year after, it's got to be the year after that. So it's like and that's kind of the my my point about the core is if you lose Ramsey, you're going to have to replace him with another guy, fit him within the core and then resell the whole dream to this new-faced core. I think it's going to be something that's difficult to do. But um, I'm rooting for Jalen to come back. That's where I stand. He's one yeah. of my favorite Rams of all time. I mean, I did, I don't think he's going to come back. I'm not no, going to. I, I, yeah, I know, I'm not even going to root for it because I just don't even think it's a possibility at this point. Um, and then, but, you know, we said that with Cam Akers, and he's still around. But he Yeah, I, we were 100% sure he was gone. Yeah, I mean. The difference, like, of, difference of having a market and having 
absolutely no market. <laughs> this is completely different than like reading yeah. tea leaves though. This, you know, right. this is like, you know, reports and everything. Um, yeah. I just don't, I don't see Jalen Ramsey coming around. I'm, I'm just trying to be excited about the potential of what you could get for him. And I'm hoping that they don't go out and get picks, but they get some picks and they get like a proven player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Somebody in a situation that just isn't fitting for them that, that we can kind of obtain, but it'll be interesting. So I'm looking forward. Yeah. To you get three provens out of 12 draft picks. And one of those provens is a top 10 pick. And then you got one in the third round, like the next Cooper cup, you know, like there's a lot of optimism to be had. It just feels like these kind of guys that have been here for the last four or five years are generational talents. And for them to, to go anywhere, it's like, you're, it's kind of like, it's, it's hard. It's gut wrenching. So, um, what do we have coming up? The combine, as I mentioned, bet online. Nick, you want to read us a word from our sponsor before we uh, we sign off for tonight? Absolutely. Bet online, live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. I know that there are official Vegas lines for the Oscars, so maybe check and see if Bet Online has those. Head to betonline.ag to, to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BLEAV. Receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Who was your favorite to win a movie of the year? Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I think haven't win. seen it yet. Mm, you should check it out. I sure will. Any recommendation that you give me on movies, I typically sit down and watch it within 48 hours. So I'll try to do so. They're the favorite right now at minus 230 to speak a little gambling language. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm in. They just sweep the SAG Awards, so. Oh, right. The SAG Awards were last night? Yeah, Brendan Fraser won for best. I saw. He's the whale. That's what we need, a left tackle. We need the whale. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. All right, before you guys go, make, make sure to... Like and subscribe. A lot more. Like and subscribe. Um, I'll announce the winner of the giveaway, the final giveaway Thursday. Give away a couple more of these hats, and we'll have a great time. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Go Rams. Peace. Good luck, Ramsey. <laughs>